Good evening. I'm David Strathairn. You may know me from my portrayal of legendary broadcaster Edward R. Moreau in the film Good Night and Good Luck, which was directed by George Clooney, an actor in his own right, as well as a director and founder of Fine Tequilas. His directing career began <laughs> with a film titled Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, an adaptation of the book of the same name written by Chuck Barris. A film which starred Sam Rockwell, which is the only impression that my guest today claims he can do. <laughs> my guest today is Jason Klom. Jason, how are you? Hey, what's up? Um, I, I don't even know what's going on here. I don't have anything to chew on, so it's a little hard to... Would you like mm -hmm, a pokey stick? A pokey stick. Ooh, yeah. Let's do it. Yum, yum. My assistant right now is procuring a pokey stick. In the meantime, uh -huh. shall we begin? Yeah, let's do it. Jason. Yes. Your career mm -hmm. is storied as ever. Oh, of course. Mm -hmm. As a fine purveyor of podcasts, mm -hmm. you have now completed some number some milestone 600 600 what Plus. 600 podcasts between comedy on vinyl dispatches from fort awesome and news radio podcast and dan and jay's comedy hour as well as stolen dreads uh, stolen, stolen dreads dress, stolen dreads stolen dress sidecasts which is where this goes i realized i've done actually more of those than i realized so yeah over 600 about 615 right now does anything mm -hmm. from the stolen dress sidecasts mm -hmm. make it out to its own feed no no well that's fine some of them used to be in their own feeds and then people stopped making those podcasts so i just put them in that feed you see who makes up mm -hmm. stolen dress in its entirety is it just the work of jason klom is it okay is the company just me basically however i work with a lot of different people who put together a lot of hard work things words and projects Alex, you're really, uh, I mean, sorry, David Strathairn, I'm so sorry. Um, I'm David Strathairn. Yes, you are David Strathairn, I'm so sorry. You're not Alex Salem, my good friend. Um, Though I hear that man mm -hmm. has exceptional taste in podcasts. Yes, he does. Absolutely, he does. He's, he's a podcast producer and, and actor in and of himself as well, forsooth. Um, Stolen Dress Entertainment consists of myself, my best friend Dan Gomiller, all the people on the D&D podcast that we do together, uh, Nick Robes, who hosts the What's With You Scooby-Doo podcast. Uh, me again. <laughs> me also. That's, you know, that's it. You know, we got about five or six different shows on the network. To, to be more, though. Jason. Yes. An impressive body of work. Sure. Which we will be visiting mm -hmm. throughout the duration of this program. Good. Good. We must begin, of course. Yes. With the flagship program, if you will. I'm David Strathairn. I'm David Strathairn. <laughs> Your... Jason Klom, mm -hmm. my guest this evening. My question, Jason, uh -huh. Comedy on Vinyl mm -hmm. has reached how many episodes? 315 as of recording. 315 as of this broadcast. Yes. On a podcast. Mm -hmm. This podcast broadcast. Yes. And in that time, mm -hmm. you have procured some of the finest names in comedy, yep. some rather impressive gets, yes. you might say, as well as an entire gamut of 
writers and performers in other rights and interested parties. My question, Jason, how do you do it? You know, what I do is I'm, you know, I sit and I think, who, who am I comfortable emailing? I go down that list. I email those people and see if they respond. Rarely is it anything. I don't even know how we started getting celebrities on the podcast. David Strathairn. I would like you to remember. Okay. I somehow emailed Matt Besser and I don't know how I got his information. How did I get that? Was it through Facebook? I don't know. Could it have been Mm -hmm. through literally anybody Mm -hmm. who lives in the greater Burbank or Los Feliz areas Mm. and is in any way connected with the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater? No. Nope. Nope, because I did not have the guts to ask people to get people for I still don't act like asking people. I will interview somebody's spouse and then who I would love to interview their spouse, and I will not ask them to interview their spouse to their face. I will still go through their spouse's people out of respect. For someone demonstrating the hesitation mm-hmm. to ask mm-hmm. some people you may wish to ask, mm-hmm. I must say yes. you are still demonstrating a tenacity sure. in procuring the guests you have gotten. This is true. That few people may attain. That might be true. You could be right. I could be right. I may be crazy. I am David Strathairn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the way, neither of us came in here. I didn't come in here thinking you actually had a plan. You didn't come in thinking I had a plan, and I didn't. But you have notes on a tablet PC type of situation. Have you seen my tablet PC situation? No, I haven't. It looks so you have nice no idea here. what could be so on it. So it might just be there. It might just be a picture of a clown. I am probably playing a crossword puzzle <laughs> mm, right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or a or candied su- crush of some kind. Or a candied crush of some kind. That's fair. It is plausible given that I'm David Strathairn. Fair. To be fair, 45 minutes before we started this, it occurred to me that I had something that we could do, so I have a backup if we somehow run out of things to talk about. Which we won't. That's nice to know. Mm-hmm. In life, mm-hmm. it's nice to know one has a safety net. Mm-hmm. Unless, of course, you subscribe to the philosophy sure. that it is better to just rip it mm-hmm. without any guarantee of safety. Can I show you what it is, though? I cannot prevent you from speaking your mind, Jason. This is a society that values free speech, which I, David Strathairn, this is not a value joke. greatly. This is not a joke. This is not a joke. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> as of this broadcast, Jason Klom is showing me... A large stack of index cards. White. It's about plain index cards. It's about two hundred and fifty of them. About twice as large of a stack Mm -hmm. as the slightly smaller stack Mm -hmm. which he provided for comparison of size. Well the reason I provided this is this was four hundred. So when I did a when I thought I was gonna do a four hundred episode something on my own for no reason, um, I was gonna write down four hundred things that I was excited about that happened through my podcast. I ran out of steam about 250 in, um, but I still have these. Just, you know, these are options. I will say the first one, I did write this down a few minutes ago. Did you go to the Ren Fair in Des Moines yet? That was something we talked about on the last. You said you would report from it if you went, so I'm assuming you didn't go because you didn't report back. Jason, mm-hmm. I, David Strathairn, sure. have not been to the Renaissance Fair in Des Moines, mm-hmm. Iowa, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I will tell you mm-hmm. I would like to. Okay. I must say, mm-hmm. I almost did. Mm-hmm. But this past year. But that did not happen. No. Right. Next time. I didn't even make it to the Iowa State Fair, oh. even though this is not exactly an election year. 
I would love to go to a state fair now because I cannot imagine the variety of fried foods I would have access to that were not afforded to me the last time I really went to a state fair 20 some years ago. I really do like a nice fried something or other. I did have a fried Oreo when I went up to uh, Santa Barbara a couple years ago. It was disgusting, but... That's the Santa Barbara st st straight fair. Yep. <laughs> That's what I was about to say yeah. and then corrected myself and then realized, then realized in the spirit it. of honesty, yeah. I should embrace the mistake I and was about to make. Fair. I mean, it's this Santa broadcaster Barbara, so. must provide and promote integrity above all values. Absolutely right. And, and after this, just so everybody knows, we do have to give, we have to cede half of the time of this program to somebody with opposing values. So somebody who hates me now has to talk and interview me next. That is correct. Yeah. In this broadcast, we mean to say people. exactly what we mean to say, so we shall be precise. Plenty and should we qualify. offend anybody, mm -hmm. they will be provided an opportunity to speak their mind yeah. on this program. Yeah. Which is called, I'm David Strathairn. <laughs> On the Stolen Dress sidecasts. Mm-hmm. Jason. David. Mm -hmm. In the film, Good Night and Good Luck, <laughs> from 2005. Sure. Is Patricia Clarkson really banging Robert Downey Jr.? Is there a question about it? It's been a while since I've seen it. That was my question. It, in, in the context in of the, the film, film, is it it's just an unclear situation? By which I mean I the actors, the characters the actors are portraying. Mm -hmm. I gave you the name sure. of acting performers. Mm -hmm. I had forgotten uh, Iron Man was in it. Uh, I'm going to say yes. That is correct. Oh, great. I was, oh, less, seeking, okay, I was less seeking factual mm -hmm. affirmation as I was trying to highlight. Mm-hmm. What strikes me is somewhat of an absurdity of that situation. Nevertheless, we press on. Sure. Jason, yourself and Mr. Daniel Gomelier, mm -hmm. which is the correct pronunciation of, of his name. Of course, yes. Yep. As I learned from the previous episode <laughs> of I'm David Strathairn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With David Strathairn. With David, yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you say a partner in crime, mm -hmm. a pillar in the world of stolen dress in his own right... Mm-hmm as well as a friend, mm -hmm. and all three, or some other description you would give to him other than that. Uh, those all fit. He is the man whose podcast will definitely end up eclipsing everything else on the network because it's a D&D &D podcast, and that is apparently like manufacturing your old own gold or printing your own money in the podcast world. Just do a D&D &D show. I've seen how quickly it's grown in only 14 episodes. They're going to destroy the rest of us, and that's good. I'm very excited about it. The opinion behind the comments you just made yes. strikes within me a question. Sure. How do you feel mm -hmm. about the state of podcasting today? I don't You're care. shaking your head at me <laughs> with care. sort of a shrug expression, uh -huh. both on your face mm -hmm. and in your shoulders. Uh -huh. Until it pays me good money, Alex. I mean, David. Uh, I'm going to say I don't really care what the state of the podcasting world is. It's fun. It's a fun, enjoyable thing to do. It'd be like saying, going to a craft person who, who like knits a lot and like, what's the state of yarn? It's like, I don't know. It's there and I use it and it makes me happy. My question for the craft mm -hmm. fair salesperson sure. is not what is the state of yarn, but sure. what is the state of the craft fair market? Uh -huh. Not so much the building blocks or materials you use to mm -hmm. sculpt your product, right. but rather how it is being distributed. Making podcasts the way I make them is like taking the sweaters you've made from the yarn that you've 
made yourself on a, on a loom or not a loom on a spinning. We have loom. also created the yarn. Exactly. We did not outsource the yarn. Correct. You'll see we have a spinning wheel out here that is used to make yarn. You Ladies and gentlemen, I see a spinning wheel out here. It is out there in the, in the living room, but it might be hard to see from here. It's like taking those sweaters to a, uh, a craft fair, as we were discussing, with a sign that says, take one. Because um, it doesn't, you know, that's what podcasting is. Here, take my hard-earned work. You know, this that's basically what it is. Please, is the work, steal. Is the work hard-earned mm -hmm. or hard work, hard work created Created, mm-hmm, yes. The work. The work. I see. Yes. And hard-earned work. <laughs> While this is the state of things, you mm -hmm. freely participate in this marketplace. Yes, because it's fun, and I get to speak to my heroes. Understandable. Mm -hmm. What is the future of comedy on vinyl? Mm -hmm. It's been how many years? Almost Eight. nine. Almost nine. 315 episodes. Uh -huh. Many directions you have gone. Sure. Are you excited about continued growth for the show? Or are you more feel you've perfected a formula by this point that you will continue churning out until God choose your metaphor here? I'm excited about the concept of growth. Am I, do I believe it is going to happen? Do you have plans for it? Do you have strategies? Do I have strategies for if it happens? For making it happen. No. That's... Yeah, wouldn't know how to do that. Um, however, mm. I'll just keep making it as Great. long as it's still fun. And Daniel and Jason's, which is the full title of uh -huh. the show, yes. Daniel and Jason's Comedy Hour. Correct. That's another podcast I do. How many episodes have we attained there? 171 as of recording. And is it still fun? Yeah. Sometimes it's very boring, but it's still fun. Do we do that one as well because we get to talk to our heroes? Yeah, mm -hmm. talking to my best friend every every week is like talking to one of my heroes. That is a beautiful sentiment that I was hoping you would say. <laughs> it gives our listeners mm -hmm. something to be inspired by. Mm -hmm. Objection leading. Sustained. But watch yourself, I counselor. apologize, Your Honor. Watch yourself, Counselor. Allow me to rephrase the question, mm -hmm. if I may. Sure. Dispatches from Ford Awesome. Mm-hmm. Jason, am I correct in believing that you have named the apartment in which you live after the podcast that you make about the show news radio? I think you might be slightly mistaken. What? How? What? How? <laughs> uh, you see, you're so fucking stupid. I love this so much. This is why uh, there's nobody else who should have done this. David Strathairn, thanks for being here. I'm David, David Strathairn. <laughs> Uh, you see, there, uh, Jimmy James on these show news radio that dispatches Ford Awesome is about names his own home, Ford Awesome, and I have since wanted to call my apartment Ford Awesome. So once I was, no, once I moved in with my girlfriend, the now wife, we've named the place Ford Awesome. And you the see? apartment inspired the show. It's exactly right. Yep. Paul Sims heard of our apartment, went back in time, made a sitcom in the 90s called News Radio, and uh, Bob's your uncle. No, I meant your own apartment mm -hmm. inspired your own podcast, which sure. is on the Stolen Dress Network. That is true, yes. Entitled Dispatches from Fort Awesome. That is true, because at the end of Comedy on Vinyl, I do say that this is recorded in Fort Awesome Studios in beautiful downtown Burbank, California. So, yes, that is true. So, this what we are in right now is Fort Awesome Studios. Jason? Should be called Stolen Dress Studios, but who am I to be a good branding person? 
terrible at you it. You could become Fort Awesome Studios and the Fort Awesome Network. That's also true. Fuck it. We're changing the name of the podcast network today. You heard it here first, folks. I, crack reporter David Strathairn, Honestly, it's found a, the hot scoop. It's a much better name. <laughs> Stolen Dust Entertainment is terrible. <laughs> May I ask you this, Jason? Oh, no. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that on the previous episode we'll of I'm David Strathairn, uh-huh. my colleague Alex Salem covered this. Mm-hmm. Why and where does that name come from? Uh, I used to live with a gentleman so, uh, named Chad Newman. Chad Newman is the crippled cousin of Paul Newman. Th- these are all true. I only say crippled because he would call himself that. Um, Chad is Paul Newman's actual cousin. Very young, much younger. Uh, Chad had two aneurysms and a stroke by the time he was nine, so it, his hand is a claw. That's got nothing to do with anything except that he's the ty- fastest typer I know and for only having one functional finger on his left hand. Very fast typer. Um, and, uh, Chad, one day as we were sitting down in our apartment in North Hollywood said, you should buy StolenDress.com. And I said, why? And uh, he didn't have a good reason. And I bought it. And that's been my production company ever since. Jason, mm-hmm. our listeners are keen to know. Yes. Is Chad related to Randy Newman as well? No, I've asked that. No, not, not Randy Newman or, um, Alfred Newman, not Alfred E. Newman, Alfred Newman, the composer. I've checked. Not related to him either. How about Thomas Newman, also a composer? Uh, nor Thomas Dolby. Or Gary Newman, singer of Cars. Are you serious? I am. Not related to him either. I'm so sorry. Gary Newman was the vocalist in Cars. Sure. I'm sure he composed it. Maybe wrote it. I don't know anything about Gary Newman. I'm so sorry. Well, then, who in the lineup of Cars was Rick Ocasek? That's the, late the band Rick Cars. Ocasek. I'm talking about the song Cars. Here in my car, where the image breaks down, something, 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 cars, oh yes, I recall now. Thank you. Thank you. You're David Strathairn. Jason, mm-hmm. you have had some amazing guests. Sure. On many different shows. Mm-hmm. I would like you to speak now about the recent, quote, good gets. Ooh, sure. Unquote. You've had specifically on dispatches from Fort Awesome and mm-hmm. how it went down and mm-hmm. reflections you may have on the experience now that it is in the past. That's true. That's fair. This year we've had the most, like, for other people, big gets because I've had a ton of writers, like literally the guy who wrote my favorite episode, uh, the man who created the show. Uh, lots of producers and writers, people who were kind enough to give me gifts from the set, like like a news, two news radio mugs. Actually, they gave us three news radio mugs. What am I talking about? Oh, no, since we've had even more. See, so it's a ton of people. Um, but the people who are the most recognizable names, I would say we had Vicki Lewis, finally, who I interviewed on Comedy on Vinyl years ago. But then she finally did the show when she was in town for like a minute. Candy Alexander who did our podcast before she ever did her good friend uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. She turned down Nightline to do our podcast. Um, And then, um, oh, right, Dave Foley. (laughs) Dave Foley, why did it take me that long to remember Dave Foley's name? Dave Foley did it. Uh, And I don't know. How was that? Mind-blowing. I feel like it's it's impossible to process because I was not thinking straight the whole time. And literally at one point, 
as we discussed on the last episode, I have a self-deprecation problem. And uh, when music came up and he, he talked about how uh, Steven Root is a big punk fan, which kind of blew my mind, I decided to talk about my terrible music taste and then go into the terrible, horrible things I bought in the 90s just to see Dave, Dave Foley shit on me because I thought it would be funny. In the pursuit of playing devil's advocate, please, which I would like to note, I am not. Okay. In case you forgot, mm -hmm. I am David Strathairn. You are David Strathairn. But in the pursuit of playing devil's advocate, sure. Jason, yes. what else could you possibly have reacted with? What would have been a superior reaction in that music, Steve, that conversation regarding Stephen Root's musical tastes? What I should have done was shut up and let the two people who knew music talk about music, which have been Jen and uh, Alan Rickard. You will not find any disagreement from this reporter mm -hmm. on that statement. But I just wanted to keep talking and filling the air, much like John Goodman in No Brother Where Art Thou. I think of that a lot. I'm way too much like that sometimes. Big Dan Teague. Mm -hmm. He despises the of Big air Dan Teague. in the conversation. He doesn't like air in the conversation, as he says. It's a great movie. The character inspired by the Cyclops. Correct. In mm -hmm. the Coen Brothers adaptation of Homer's Odyssey. Mm-hmm. We thought you was a toad. We thought you was a toad. Jason, <laughs> are you trying to infer upon our audience that you mm -hmm. are, in fact, a man of constant sorrow? That's very true, yeah. There's no doubt about it. I can't play that song on the guitar, but... Actually, I might be able to. I don't know what the chords are. Let me ask you this. Hit me. Do you remain content with such a description, or do you try and change that? I try and change that. Does it work? Time will tell. At least you do something active. That is true. If you had said no, mm -hmm. I would have been very, very disappointed. I'm so sorry. I would, did not want to disappoint David Strathairn. No. <laughs> Jason, uh -huh. which... Frank Langella movie are you? <laughs> Frank. Isn't that the name of it? The one with the robot? Because it's the only one I can think of right now. Was the actor Frank, Frank Langella, Langella in the film Frank? Yes. And it's great. I think that's the name of it. Am I not mistaken? It's the one there is the robot. a robot film yeah. named Frank. Yeah. Yeah. Frank Langella's in it. He's great. I did not know Frank Langella was in that. Lies. Uh, Frost Nixon. Uh, I Frost really like Frost Nixon an awful lot. Michael Sheen. Oh, so good. Hard-hitting investigative journalism. Mm-hmm. In an interview format. Yep. What a fine answer indeed. Thank you. My favorite Frank. If I was a Frank Langella movie, it would be 2005's Good Night and Good Luck. Oh, yeah, he is in that too. Yeah. Fair. It's also a great movie. Jay Bones. Mm-hmm. Nick Robus. Mm-hmm. Collaborator. Yes. Friend. Mm-hmm. Guy on the other end of a Skype call. Absolutely right. Are these all accurate descriptions? Those are all accurate. I've never met him in person. He How did you know him originally? Real. Uh, boop, 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 reached out to him to do his podcast uh, because I wanted to vet him as a host and see if he wanted to be on my, my network. And then he let me be on his podcast. And now he's on the network. Woo. And now we do a podcast together. At least one. We might do more. Woo, indeed. Yes. What's with you, Scooby-Doo? Mm -hmm. That is my question. Oh, am I Scooby-Doo? You can be. Oh, okay. <laughs> um... <laughs> His Scooby-Doo is very good. Ha. Nick's is quite good. Um, what's with me? In terms of Scooby-Doo, not much. I don't really like it that much. However, every time Nick has forced me to, to revisit it, I'm like, oh, I like it more than I thought I did. And I like his discussions of Scooby-Doo. How is the state 
and what is your satisfaction or dissatisfaction mm -hmm. with additional podcasts mm -hmm. on the Stolen Dress Network that you yourself do not necessarily host or did not necessarily originate. I love the idea that they're there. I would like more of them. However, there's not much incentive for people uh, if, you know, if there is incentive. If you're not already getting paid, there's this water too, David Strathairn, if you need it. Um, the soda stream water? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's I like fizzy, the one but... from the nice bottle. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of the jug one would get sarsaparilla from. Sure. At the Renaissance Fair in oh. Des Moines, Iowa. Oh, okay. That's sarsaparilla? That's a much better Ren Fair than I've ever been to. That's Because I'll usually get like a nice mead. But sarsaparilla? Oh, I love a good sarsaparilla. But I cannot speak ill mm. of a nice mead. Sure. No, a good mead. Like a raspberry mead, also very good. Sioux City sarsaparilla? Sure. That's, That's a good one. Thank you. <laughs> what was the question? Oh, no. I like having other podcasts on the network. It's fun. I don't know. It's good. How are they doing for oh, they're you? They're doing great. They're doing great. They, you know, they expose. The whole point is to expose the dumb shit I do to other people and the great stuff those people do to my audience. I don't know how good the crossover is, but I, it's, it's an enjoyable process. I would like the audience to now be aware yes. that Jason has finished off the last <laughs> of the Soda Stream water, yeah. thus reneging on his earlier offer mm -hmm. for me to partake of some. Which I had declined, mm -hmm. but I wanted to leave the option open. That option is no longer open Not to me. Not that bottle, that's true. I can get another bottle from can you? the fridge. I will take your word for it. Okay. How has the experience of having other people's podcasts on your network mm -hmm. shaped you? What have you reflected on from that experience? How is it, not necessarily how are they performing, uh -huh. but what have you learned from this experience? Ooh, uh, it's, it's, well... There have been a few weird experiences of people who don't communicate and then leave the network without telling you, but... How many times did that happen? The once. And who was it? <laughs> people could do the math. Just go back a few mm. months and you'll figure it out. Sometime Our listeners year, love mind. math. Uh-huh. Who doesn't? Um, but, Jimmy Buffett. Uh, Jimmy. He wrote a song called I Hate Math. Or perhaps it was called Math Sucks. This reporter is not certain of the facts at this time of recording. Wow. That's uh, it's a deep cut. Even if you don't know the answer, it's pretty good. Uh, how has it made me reflect on? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know. What have you learned from the experience? Right. What have I learned from the experience? I don't think too hard about it. I like. Uh, I don't know. It's a very good question. It, you, it makes me. Oh, you know what? Uh, it, it makes me realize that I don't have to do everything myself. That's number one. Number two. Like, I mean, I have a show, two shows on there that I barely understand because I don't know anything about Scooby Doo. And I have, I bear, I'm on the D&D podcast, but I, barely, I don't know anything about it. I don't know how to play. However, I keep doing okay things. So I, I'm learning new things about myself. And plus, you know, I make friends with everybody who lasts on the network. You know. And it has opened and fostered new collaboration and it new has. opportunities. Correct. Mm -hmm. For example. Sure. Were you aware... That the actress who plays Ethel Beavers uh -huh. is in the film Good Night and Good Luck. That I did not know, and I'd love to have her on the podcast. She's great. Her name is Helen, mm -hmm. and this reporter once saw her at a coffee bean mm -hmm. and tea leaf. Which one? North Hollywood. The one on Sunset in Fairfax oh, okay. in West Hollywood. Oh, okay, cool. Which this reporter 
is just going to rip the lid right off and give you the exclusive. Thank you. Boy. We'll become a Starbucks oh. by January of next year. Wow. Of this year. The the next, next. the next January that will pass sure. as of this recording. Mm-hmm. Okay. Reasonable. Insider information, potentially mm-hmm. privileged. Ooh. Nevertheless, this reporter feels that our audience is deserving of the truth. This is completely true. It's going to be partnered with the empty unit next to it mm-hmm. that used to be a burger joint mm-hmm. and will now be a Starbucks Reserves, one of those fancy Starbucks. There's a fancy Starbucks? What Have you ever that? driven down La Brea? No. And Why? seen a... St- <laughs> oh. It's a street. Okay. And seen the larger Starbucks, the, the large ones where they test out all of the coffees. No, I didn't know that was a thing. It's a thing. It's upsetting to me. Sure. The coffee's not that good. No. In fact, this reporter would like to editorialize mm-hmm. if the brass at CBS would allow me to editorialize. <laughs> What's he doing? What's he doing? I don't know. Stay on him. Stay on him. The Starbucks coffee is not good coffee. Most other coffees are superior coffees. David, David, we need you to tone it down. Unimpeachable. The music of the presidents of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. J-Bones, you have indicated that you would record one mm-hmm. and then sort of hold on to it mm-hmm. until they were kind of all there and yep. then release them together. Sure. Is this still the plan? Uh, well, no, because we released the first episode. Uh, but that's because Nick and I finally did the next two in the series months after we did the first one. How long ago did you do the first one? I think it was at the end of last year. <laughs> at the tail end of the calendar year 2018. 2018. Yeah, we really thought we were going to be burning those out like... May I ask, Jason, mm-hmm. what is the date today as of this recording? I, October 3rd, 2019. Of 2019. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We finally released that what first What number episode. in the year month is October? That would be the 10th. Mm-hmm. So 10 months after the end of 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we released it last month, so nine months. What prompted you... To finally do it? Or to make the podcast? What prompted you (laughs) to be so inconsiderate to your (laughs) fine collaborator, Nick Robus, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. by sneak attacking him Mm -hmm. with one of his greatest musical heroes and Mm -hmm. not leaving him prepared for the interview with Chris Ballou? Uh, Or Ballou? Can I tell you, uh, it's I just like... Uh, you know, how often do you get a chance to, as people like to say, uh, freak someone's bean? Uh, I Who says that? People say it. Do you say that? No, I don't. I don't do you like know it. people who do say yeah, that? I don't like it. Who are they? I don't remember their names. I just hear it a lot, and it weirds me out. I don't like it. But I say it anyway. Um, you see, and, and I've got other things planned like that. Nobody's going to listen to this. So I've got other people. <laughs> I'm going to do this, too, as well, at some point. I'll tell you about it. But off, I'm David Strathairn. Right. I'll tell you about this off-air, David Strathairn. Um, but, uh, yeah, I thought it would be fun to surprise. But the thing is, you hear the episode, and I Skype Chris Ballou in, and Nick doesn't even... He can't see who I'm Skyping in, I guess. So, and it takes for me to, because I think it just says Chris on his Skype or whatever. You guys look him up. It just says Chris. Uh, but it just says Chris, and I introduce it to Nick, and Nick's scream is one of my favorite things I've ever heard in my life. His scream, cackle, laugh is one of the best things. And by the way, like, um, I think a week, no, like a minute before we started actual recording, uh, he'd already kindly thanked me for a present I gave him, which was having the guys from Super Ego record him something for his for Christmas. Uh, so I gave him two surprises. Boy, I really like. I spoiled Nick. I should have saved. Should have saved him. Really should have waited on that. 
So you're saying that from yeah. this experience, what you learned uh-huh. is it's better to spread out Parse massive out, yeah. gift giving mm-hmm. rather than sort of binge it all at once. Exactly right. Don't be too generous. Are you a binge watcher or a binge consumer yourself of sure. either television or podcasts? Yep, just rewatched all of Psych for some reason. What reason was that? I enjoy it. It's very relaxing. It's the only... Can I tell you something? I had never seen the show Monk before. Started watching it. USA. Yep. Characters are welcome there. That's that's very true. Um, I like it okay, but it was giving me scary murder dreams, and so I stopped. And then I watched Psych, and I'm like, oh, this doesn't give me scary murder dreams because it's much funnier. It's a better show than Monk. Monk is fine, but it's better. Psych's better. Jason? Mm-hmm. I interviewed Tim Amundsen once, and that was one of my favorite things I ever done. Is it pronounced Amundsen or mm-hmm. Omundsen? I would say Amundsen. As he didn't in correct me. the name of the theater in downtown Los yeah, Angeles. Yeah, just spelled differently, and there's a D in it. You would still pronounce Amundsen. The one, the theater has an H in it. Yep, A H M. The actor Timothy mm-hmm. has a D in it. Yep. You would not pronounce the D. I wouldn't go Amundsen. No, I'm not going to over You would not go Omundsen. I would also not do that, no. Omundsen. Mm-mm. Amundsen. As in son of an omen, I good or I, bad. Exactly right. I think I asked him and he said, that's how you say it, maybe. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Very impressive. Do you have any more surprises up your sleeve in the future? Either members of the band Presidents of the United States of America <laughs> or uh-huh. other bands? There was supposed to be another member of the band, but that hasn't happened yet. Schedule-wise, hasn't panned out. What are you most looking forward to in either that show or one of the previous shows we've already talked about? Well, see, but anything I want to say that I'm looking forward to will involve possible guests who have not confirmed yet. That's the hard part. Mm. Sometimes these people don't confirm until the week of. If you could do Mm -hmm. a show that you're not doing currently or have on the books Mm. coming down the pike. Mm Mm-hmm. God bless you, Thank son. You. Thank you. Father. And there's no plans to do it as of right now, mm-hmm. and potentially something standing in the way of doing it, though not necessarily. If you could do any show that you're not doing now, mm-hmm. what would it be? What would it be called? What would sure. it be about? Who would do it with you? Uh, well, it would probably end up being another TV show podcast. Mm. Like, uh... Do you feel... That the internet is lacking those. <laughs> yeah, clearly. There's not enough. Mm. There's not enough. However, I will say that one of the shows I would want to do, nobody would want to do with me. Um, would you like some more water, David? I can go get you some more. I still have some left oh, okay. in this bottle here. Okay, good. Are though it sure? is not it's soda a very stream. Heavy bottle. I like that portion of it. Okay. Portion. Portion. It's my favorite word. Thank you. Uh, it's not my favorite word. It would either be a podcast on Parks and Rec, uh, which is like my second favorite show, or the one that nobody would be able to do with me because nobody gives a fuck, which is one on the Phil Silver show, a.k.a. Sergeant Bilko. What if you combined the two of them <laughs> together and called it Sergeant Wreck? No, Parks and Bilko. Can I tell you something really quick? I keep seeing a van driving around Burbank that is a dog grooming thing that says Packs and Recreation. Barks was right there. Barks and Recreation why are you anyway? What does the packs even refer to? Packs of in dogs. That not. Yeah. What? Terrible. What? Terrible. I'm sorry to insult How does these that local even, people. I completely understand. Somebody's already probably taken Barks and Recreation, and that's the problem. But that would make sense. Hey, we're Barks and Recreation, Burbank. How would the effect, the comparison uh-huh. of 
parks and recreation mm -hmm. even relate to dogs, I suppose. I don't understand what service that van provides. I'm guessing grooming, but I don't know. That's a good question. Like, I get so upset by the pun that I, I like the attempt at a pun that I just have to move on. I have no idea what's going on. Have you seen the CVT soft serve van around Burbank of late? Sometimes, but not of late, no. I don't get around or out as much as I would like to. Busy editing or writing on these cards. Or becoming the professional blur. Sure. Oh, I see. You've since nodded to these cards again, <laughs> indicating perhaps a desire that we could direct the program in that direction. I don't give a fuck. Which I must say to you, Jason, I have taken it under consideration. I would also like to note that in this room, which is your podcast recording studio, sure. mm -hmm. in addition to several bags full mm -hmm. of yarn, yes, leading yarn. me to revisit mm -hmm. the nature of the craft fair comparison mm -hmm. we made earlier, mm -hmm. a case which has not just a coffee mug with the WNYX logo on it, uh -huh. Thus, as evidence of the fandom indicated in the dispatches from mm -hmm. Fort Austin podcast. And that's a legit one, not one of the ones you can buy on the internet. That's a real one. Because as we all know, the internet is not legit. It's true. There is also a cup with a logo on it that says Pawnee Eagleton, mm -hmm. which is a remnant, I believe, from the Pawnee Eagleton Unity concert. Correct. Uh -huh. Which was a real event uh -huh. that the Decemberists really played at. Yep. I am so upset that I couldn't be an extra on that. If I'd have known about it or seen the call, I would have, like, quit my job. But I thought your job was being the professional blur. It has been at some point, but not then. That's when I still had an office job, you see. That was given to me by Comedy on Vinyl guest Tom Zawacki. Very nice gentleman. He is also a stand-up comedian with the word wacky in his name, but also a prop person who's worked on Parks and Rec and The Good Place. Hasn't given me anything from the good place, but that's fine. Do you want to ask me about the other mug that's in that case? Do you have any? I want to know about more that? about what you're going to get from the good place I don't and know, when man. you're going to get it. Like, what would it be? Like, what what is there even? Unless there's like, oh, a frozen yogurt cup. I feel like at this point, cups are going to be what I get. Like, we had to choose. We were given a box of things from News Radio for a hundredth episode, and we had to choose. I really wanted this really great uh, ornamental little award. Alan, Alan decided he wanted it. It's fine, because that means I then get another cup that is equally rare, and that is a cup from the space episode. That's what that black cup is. Might have been held by Dave Foley, might have been held by Lisa. Not that many people held them in that, in that episode, so not that many exist. Exciting, I know. Very. Thrilling. Were you an extra in the pilot for CBS's All Rise? I was. Mm-hmm. How was that? Boring. Very boring. Being an extra is very boring. I, I wandered around the sets because it's this place downtown that has, like, universal, like, hey, here's a bunch of fucking courtrooms, here's a bunch of offices, here's a fucking jail cell, here's all this other stuff. So I wandered around taking pictures of myself in the various sets as much as I could. It was kind of fun. Because we at the Columbia Broadcasting System mm -hmm. pride ourselves sure. in being a voice of reason mm -hmm. in these troubling times. Thank you for that. J-Bones. Have you seen these cards? As a matter of fact, I have. Next thought. Uh-huh. I have a note here. I believe it's called The Dicky Show. No, it's not called that. That's how I have it written down. What is it called? The Dicky Allenster Show? Yes. Uh-huh. By the Richard Trio. 
by the Richard Trio. Mm -hmm. Please inform our audience <laughs> about the Richard Trio. I didn't know what to do with it. It's a thing that I recorded in 2001 with my good friends Chad Newman and Scott Pettis. Scott is a uh, is a, an experienced improviser. Did a lot of work at the I.O., formerly the Improv Olympic. Not allowed to call themselves that anymore. The one in Chicago? Correct. And why are they no longer allowed to call themselves the Improv Olympic? Because the Olympic Committee will sue you if you use the word Olympic in your shit, even though the Olympics, as a word, has been around for thousands of years. So they instead call themselves just the initials I.O. I.O. Mm -hmm. What if they were to alter it further mm -hmm. to make it more distinct and calling it something like, I don't know, the I.O. West? Well, that would happen, and then they'd get closed. Just saying it happened. Sadly. The yeah. Richard Allen, the trio. Mm -hmm. The trio? The, 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 the Richard trio. Mm -hmm. we, uh, the, that also is linked to Chad, who created this character of Richard, who was supposed to be our god and the person we worshipped, and we were the people who worshipped him, and him, and this was our sketch comedy group. It's just improv of a, of a bad radio show. Originally started as an NPR spoof, and we did it in about 2001, and we released it as an album online very briefly, I think on mp3.com, and then nothing else happened with it, so I released them each as individual podcast episodes on this very feed. Was it fun to record them in 2001? Yeah, except very nerve-wracking, because I didn't really, I barely know how to improv now, but uh, I didn't know how to improvise that well at the time. Uh, I did okay. I actually did better than I remembered. What were you hoping to gain by releasing them on this very feed now? People to hear them. That's all I ever do these things for. <clears throat> Give them a listen. Do you enjoy them? Wonderful. That's it. How has the reception been? Uh, this is a feed that few people listen to or respond to. So, no idea. I don't pay attention to it. How do you feel about that? Don't care. It's fine. Like everything. I, I, if I cared about the reception of my thing, I would not be putting things out. <laughs> I've written two books and I have no idea. Sold so few. I, the, the thing that's made me the most money is my, my movie and that's not made me a ton of money. So, one of my movies. Speaking of movies, yes, would you consider HBO's Behind the Candelabra as a thematic sequel mm -hmm. to 2005's Good Night and Good Luck? I've not seen it, so I cannot comment. Are you sure? Because I have about 10 minutes of questions prepared <laughs> down this train of thought. Uh huh. In the 2005 film, <laughs> George Clooney's Good Night and Good Luck. Mm-hmm. There's Black a scene mm -hmm. where Edward R. Moreau, mm -hmm. played by me, David Strathairn, yes. has to do a sort of penance for pushing the boundaries of editorializing journalism. Mm -hmm. Further episodes of more of a celebrity interview program yes, right. where he is shown interviewing Liberace mm -hmm. and asking him about his future plans to get married implied to a woman. Mm -hmm. Which, as we all know, is not what actually happened. Oh, what happened? He spent a great deal of time with various men. Oh. One of whom was named Scott. I don't recall his last name at the time of this recording. Mm -hmm. This reporter does not. Okay. And then wrote a book about the subject. A very tumultuous time in his life, which was later adapted into an HBO made-for-television movie. Starring Michael Douglas as Liberace and Matt Damon as the... Scott Person sure. and frequent George Clooney collaborator Steven Soderbergh directed. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't think I realized that. Interesting. Now that you know that, yep. do you believe that Steven Soderbergh's Behind the Candelabra mm -hmm. is sort of a thematic sequel to George Clooney's Good Night 
and good luck. In that anything can be a thematic sequel to anything else? Yes, absolutely. 100, no doubt in my mind. Did Soderbergh shoot that as well? He tends to shoot his own things. Did he shoot this? He probably didn't, right? With that HBO money, he's probably like, let's let somebody else shoot it. Or did he shoot it? Any idea? See behind the camera? Save Magnolia Park. <laughs> what is our intention with this? To save Magnolia Park. They're losing a lot of businesses uh, to uh, jacked up rents. Uh, that's another podcast that was supposed to come out a long time ago. But Jacked up rents? Yeah, jacked up rents. Um, but yeah, uh, all the other kids with the jacked up rents. Better run, better run. Listen, stop me before I kill you. Save again. Magnolia Park. The yep. intention <clears throat> is to save Magnolia yeah, Park. Yeah, just to keep it... Uh... <laughs> no, I'm not going to say that. Just to keep it from getting... <laughs> Getting getting too uh, homogenous and terrible and, and keeping the, the... And we've already lost a few of the businesses, unfortunately, because there's no way around it. But it's one of those things you try... I was ha trying to help the Magnolia Park Association uh, bring attention to. Uh, I've got a few more episodes of that coming out. Hopefully we'll record some more. It's been a scheduling issue with people, which is why I thought it'd be released a lot sooner. But we got a Cory Doctorow episode coming up. Cory Doctor has just been nice enough to just agree to anything I ask him to do for whatever reason, because he's very nice. So. He's a fine author. Yeah. How many further episodes of Save Magnolia Park have already been recorded in addition to the one released episode featuring guest Mara Wilson? Two or three, and then we have plans for a ton more, like mostly with business owners and stuff. But you get the celebrity type people out there up front so that they can push the thing and then further episodes with the business owners mm -hmm. will attract the actual celebrities who do care about the issue one hopes like uh uh, uh joe dante is a big supporter of the cause it's just hard to nail him down etc 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 curious Patton oswalt Patton oswalt a fine supporter of many causes mm -hmm. what deserve support rat chefs and rat chefs and uh, and Wilda's and 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 big fans. fiends of the silver screen, sure, uh, and advocating for them. What can be done to save Magnolia Park? Not necessarily mm -hmm. in terms of making a podcast, but sure. what word can be helpful? What what action is the goal? Uh, that was actually one of the hard things because I went to a few of the meetings and a lot of them were centered either around let's just do the PR part of it, which is what I decided to take on, or like trying to make some things historical, like get things nailed down as, hey, this part of maybe this is a historical district of Burbank. That's a very long and arduous process. But then it becomes more of a thing of like appealing to people's hearts and souls, which is very difficult. It's one of those things where you kind of feel like, oh, crap, we, we, we better do a giant bake sale so we can save Magnolia Park. And then at the last minute, you know, we got to make sure that the, the big man doesn't come with through with a bulldozer and that's what it kind of feels like like the end of be kind rewind why did i pick that one out of all the movies with that kind of a plot don't know is that a good movie i remember it being good i don't know if it's good or not <clears throat> were you aware that the actor simon helberg is mm. also in the 2005 film good night and good luck i did not know that does he do his nick cage impression in it he does not. It's a very good Nick Cage impression. It is a very it's good Nick Cage impression. maybe the best one that's out there. May I take a look at mm -hmm. these cards? Well, see, but they're not going to make any sense to you. Oh. It's more of a I should hold them and tell you what's happening. Would you like to hold them and tell me what's happening? Because literally, if I, yeah, some of these, like, yeah, you, you wouldn't know. These. You, you just see a word. I don't know what this one is. I don't know what that, I can't read that one. Would you share some of them the with our listeners? That? Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Unless, of course, you don't want to. Oh, I do. Um, here. 
you know, I'll, do, I'll, I'll present them to you, and then you can see if you can read them. Because some of these I'm, I'm going to refuse to talk about. There. There's that one. Dick Daw. See, this is the problem. Dick Docks. Dick Davy. As the word faux, the French word faux is spelled F-A-U-X. Mm-hmm. It yeah, is see, a this is D-A-U-X. Problem with my handwriting. Dick Davy. What about him? Dick Davy is a uh, comedy man, was a, uh, a, a stand-up comic, I can't speak right now, who uh, Would you l- I discovered his true identity. There you go. He was a superhero. <laughs> he was fighting crime of in comedy. the meantime. Yeah. He uh-huh. was fighting crime nocturnally. <laughs> with stand-up uh, yeah. comedy. But like maybe my favorite episode of Comedy on Vinyl all, all, of all time I released last December, where I discovered his true identity by getting obsessed with him for... Years and then a few months, uh, like really getting obsessed with him, and then finally finding out who he is. What did you learn from the time that you spent finding out about him? Uh, I didn't learn as much about it. I, you know, I learned just different things. The kind of the Citizen Kane lesson, where uh, you can hear one thing about somebody and you can't treat that like you've under, like you understand the person. You kind of realize you're never going to be able to crack somebody's brain open and figure out who they are unless they're there to tell you who they are. Was that the fucking point of That's Citizen part Kane? Of it. That's part as one of. There's the part of it's like because they're all trying to figure out what is this? What is this? You know, uh, well, I can't remember. What, what does Rosebud mean? What does Rosebud mean? Well, it's all Rosebud trying, was the word. They think if they knew what Rosebud was, which is a sled, spoilers, they, they knew that if it was a sled, they, if they knew that it was a sled, they still wouldn't understand anything more about him because they wouldn't understand the deep meaning of Rosebud. That's a big part of it. And uh, so just understanding a piece of information doesn't mean you know the person any better. You're never going to understand somebody well enough. And uh, which is interesting because honestly, that's a really sympathetic, like, Hearst hating that movie is stupid because it's on that end it's really sympathetic towards monstrous rich people <laughs> the rest of it they're not but yeah that's one of the pieces And uh, but then the other thing I learned was like one of the reasons I was doing this quest was uh, I realized later was that my friend had why am I laughing it's because it's uncomfortable uh, had disappeared and then we turned out had died and then you're in your head it's like oh well this is a mystery that I cannot crack maybe I can actually crack this one and at least figure out who the guy's real name was so we go got serious apologies why do you feel the need to apologize for getting serious that's fair that's fair but yeah that's what I learned and now I'm his archivist and uh, I'm friends with his family and there's a really big thing that I can't announce about it com- maybe coming soon hopefully just enough to tease our audience mm-hmm. I will overlook the fact that you still didn't answer my most recent question which was which was why do you f- did you feel the need to apologize for being oh, serious because that's how I operate ha <laughs> ha Nevertheless, mm-hmm. an important experience, and one I think we can all learn something from. Sure. And on behalf of our listeners, yes. my listeners, yes. I'm David Strathairn. Yes. We would like to thank you, thank you. for endeavoring mm-hmm. to find out mm-hmm. about Dick Davey sure. and the experience that it brought. Next card, please. Mm-hmm. Let's see if you, this is actually more fun. Let's see if you can read them. It says Omenson, yep, which that, I'm going to pronounce as Omenson <laughs> and not Amundsen. Uh, that's it's just one of my favorite uh, interviews of all time. And it was years ago. It was when Psych was still on. We talked about Flip Wilson uh, for an hour. At It was super fun because I, I went up to NBC Universal and they're like, hey, here's a bunch of free shit from Psych. So it was like, it was one of those things that really sets you up for failure because it's like, hey, this is what, this is what interviewing people is going to be like from now on. Kind of the last time that ever happened. But it was worth it because it was Tim Amundsen. Omenson. 
as you like to say, who is doing better after his massive stroke, is doing better and returning, and is going to be back in the psych movie, the second psych movie. I cannot wait. They've already made one psych movie? Oh, yeah, it's great. How did we not know about this? It was on USA. <laughs> That's... When are they making a second psych movie? They just wrapped it. It's in post-production right now. It should, it's supposed to come out sometime next year. I was hoping it would come out Christmas time this year, but we'll see. He recovered from his stroke enough mm -hmm. to then go back, and he's already sh been shooting yep. since having the stroke. Yeah, and he's in some other stuff, too. He's had a little time to recover, but like he's in the first psych movie, but only for <clears throat> it's only on a phone and it's only for brief lines because he was just straight out of the stroke, just being able to speak, I think, for the first time. Since My goodness. Yeah, but he still did it. Have you been able to speak to him? Uh, no. I have emailed him to invite him back on the show, though, and I did send him some records to listen to while he was recovering. So, you know. Do your socks have individual toes on them? They do not. No. That would make me uncomfortable. But they do have silhouettes of dinosaurs on they them. They do have silhouettes of dinosaurs. That's true. Some family member gave me these. I feel like I should remember better. But... Enough about the socks. Okay. Next card, please. Fair. Can you read that? No. Pine Don? <laughs> it does look like Pine Don. As in the man's name, Don. D-O-N. <laughs> sure. sure, Pine Capital Don. Capital D, but it's all still one word. Worst. This is so good. Uh, Time Dan. Uh, it's one of my favorite characters on Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour. Uh, uh, the, the, that, po that podcast started out as Dan and I just talking about our shit. Uh, and basically I wanted to, uh, get Dan drunk and have him tell me stories of when he was a child that I didn't get to experience because they make me laugh more than anything. And then the podcast turned into, let's just hang out and talk. And then one day we introduced the concept. Actually, it might've been Steam Dan was the first one. No, it was Time Dan first. Uh, so now it is canon in the show that Dan is Skyping me from 1989, from 30 years ago. And that's how we actually grew up together through some weird technology loop. And, uh... Yeah, so, and then from there became Steam Dan is another character, which is Time Dan. Which is Steampunk Dan. From, basically, but he's also quite clearly the actual culprit for Jack the Ripper's crimes. Um, but uh, he's Because he basically Dan, but he makes all these references to just highly specific time and era references mm -hmm. to being in a different era. Very much so. That sounds like fun. Very much so. I don't know what this is. Um, I don't know what that is. That makes two of us. Mm -hmm. Don't know what that is. Don't know what that is. So I mean, if I, if I thought about these, I could figure that out. Would you like to pause and think about them? No. Me neither. Taylor Jessen, I don't know. But Taylor Jessen's a good guy. Met him through the podcast. He's Fireside Theater's uh, archivist. and uh, very He good is a very nice guy. And he's great. And he's the hardest working uh, archivist that I know because he does... I also have since hooked him up with another comedy group, and he's now archiving all of their stuff, which another 40 years of comedy group. Which comedy group? Duck's Breath Mystery Theater. Duck's Breath Theater. They are from, uh, shit. Hold on. Are they from Nebraska or Iowa? Hold on. Shit, Nebraska. See, this is this is, this is is my problem, because uh, there's a lot of crossover between Nebraska and Iowa comedy, uh, and I know a lot of those people. 
Um, but let's see. Duck's Breath, Mystery Theater. See, this is this. Is Are problem. you a big Higgins Boys and Gruber fan? I've never seen it. It's not a show that I had access to, but I've always wanted to because I love everybody on that show. When and you I, say there's a big crossover between Nebraska yeah. comedy and Iowa comedy, I mean, it's what are you thinking of, and it's, and and who? All of these people. All of these people know one another. Whenever I interview, including I've interviewed Dave Higgins, uh, the guys from Duck's Breath, they also know the Higgins Boys and Gruber. Uh, there's there's one dude who is a specific Mark Fight, who I interviewed on the news radio podcast is in a comedy group with Jim Turner from Duck's Breath, but he also knows Dave Allen, Dave uh, Gruber Allen. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of crossover. Yeah, Iowa. University of Iowa. That's where they found, were founded. When? Thought so. 70s. Mid-70s. And they performed mostly in Iowa early on. Where then, is Taylor archiving this work? Right here in Burbank, California. They send him stuff. He sometimes picks it up personally. Literally goes states to other states and picks them up personally. That's wonderful. Scans, as we've, digitizes. As we've established, Burbank is beautiful. It is. Beautiful, beautiful downtown, downtown Burbank. Burbank. Mm-hmm. No, my question is, where does Taylor make the archived information and and material available? He doesn't. That's just the thing. When you're that kind of archivist, you cannot really... You've got to find the way to make the group money first and then make some stuff available for free. Sometimes he'll put stuff on YouTube or, like, put stuff on Twitter, but, like... If it's something that can potentially make the group some money, like the Firesign Theater, like I helped digitize all their VHS tapes last year or the year before, and uh, because their archive was being purchased by the uh, Library of Congress. So we all had to do that because that would make money for them. Got to help them out, you know what I'm saying? Fuck. Yes. Mm -hmm. I do believe I know what you're saying. Mm Mm-hmm. Great. Are any of those next cards legible? Uh, sometimes they're legible, and then sometimes I'm like, how could I even get any anything out of these? No, that's boring. 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 How are you to be judge, jury, and executioner of what <laughs> is and is not boring? Dick Shooter. That's exactly right. It's the name of a town in I- Idaho, and uh, that is the official headquarters. You weren't about to mix up Idaho yes, and I was. Iowa. Yes, I was. At least you ultimately didn't. Can I tell you? Uh, I just realized something can the other you? day. I cannot think of the name Alan Rickman when our friend, uh, my friend and Alex Salem's friend, who was here last time, uh, Alan Rickard is in the room. Because I look at him in the eyes and I almost say his name. And then I almost said Alan Ruck yesterday. I couldn't get Alan. I couldn't remember Alan Rickman's name because Alan Rickard is in the room. That's so funny. Because Thanks. whenever Alan Tudyk is in the room, I can only <laughs> say the name Alan Watts. Great. Like I said, hilarious. No, that was so good. I mean, some of these are good, and they're like, if I if I then said, hey, look at this, you'd be like, oh, okay, who's that? And be like, somebody I interviewed. And I'm like, how'd that go? I'd just be like, it's fine. Ah, uh, whoa. Nope, no. Oh, there we go. You won't be able to read that one. Phil Boo, Phil Bozen. That's Phil, what I thought it said too. That is not what it says. Phil Bosom? Close. Not even close. Phil Basin. Oh, that's closer. Because that's an A. It's Phil Barron. Phil Phil Barron. Do you so know that, that is? S is mm. really an R, mm-hmm. even though it's most clearly an S. You see, my handwriting is is uh, what handwriting? It, well, there you go. Is basically well, uh, there you go. Cursive. Uh, Phil Barron is a cantor at a uh, synagogue. Cantor's Deli? Nope. Oh. Yes, one of those. Uh, and he is also the voice of Teddy Ruxpin. And I, I interviewed him 
on the podcast, and he then sang my the name. The Child's Bear? Yep. He then sang The Child's Bear. He then sang my name in the Teddy Ruxman song and made me cry. It was great. It's a good time. Julia Prescott Guskin. Oh, yeah. Julia Prescott. Uh, had her on the show, interviewed her. She's a person who, at the time, ran a Simpsons podcast, and in the middle of it, She's like, oh, yeah, my, my old teacher, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, or no, I mentioned the, an episode we did with Guskin on my podcast, Comedy on Vinyl. She's like, oh, he used to be my teacher in high school. And uh, she's now since uh, written her own episode of The Simpsons. Like, this just, this just happened. Andy Merrill. Uh, voice of Brack on Space Ghost. He was fun. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> I love Space Ghost. Uh, and I love Brack. And he loves hubcaps. Ebon Schlesher. So close. Eben Schletter uh, does a lot of music play for different podcasts and plays the uh, theremin. Brilliant. Funny guy. Jarrett Varney. That would be Janet Varney. Just a fun... See, this is why all I can say is fun. Yep, she's great. She's very funny. Also a news radio fan. Need to get her on the news radio podcast. Dean Highland. I would need to see that to, to understand... Dean. That is definitely a Dean. <laughs> oh, Dean Hagland. That's um the blonde of uh, the blonde guy who's uh, one of the lone gunmen on uh, X Files. That was a fun episode. Oh, Andy Bolt. Yep, Andy Bolt, friend of mine. Used to work with her at FAO Schwartz, and she's since become much more famous than me. That is to for say, what? I'm not famous at all. She's become famous for her podcasts and and acting things that she do. Oh. She's My very next funny. question was going to be, do you do comparable things? Why have you drawn the comparison? Sure. But yes, you do. I mm -hmm. think our audience is aware mm -hmm. at this point. Wayne White. Wayne White. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, the subject of my favorite documentary of all time, Beauty is Embarrassing. Great movie. Everyone who's an artist or even who isn't should watch it. And he was a great... The best part of that interview was before we even started recording, showed up, said, hi, uh, hi Mr. White, I'm here for the... So like, no, 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 not today. I th he thought I was selling something. And it was fantastic. And then I was like, no, 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 we, we podcast it. Oh, come on in. And then we recorded. <laughs> so you're saying that if I were a salesman, mm -hmm. all I would need to say is da da da, -da podcast. Podcast, apparently. And yeah. you'd be able to gain entrance to people's homes. Mm -hmm. Wayne White's very nice home. Carlos Alazraki. Yeah, voice of Rocco on Rocco's Modern Life. Also on the, Reno 911. And the Taco Bell Chihuahua. And the Taco Bell Chihuahua. Mm -hmm. Correct. We talked about Cheech and Chong. Do you watch the telev home. television program? Silicon Valley. No. Do not have an HBO. And you do not have an home box office? No, I do not. So if I were to say to you, mm -hmm. did you know that the actor who plays the role of Gavin Belson in the HBO program, Silicon Valley, mm -hmm. is also in the 2005 film Good Night <laughs> and Good Luck? Right. You would have no reaction to I'd that. I'd have zero reaction to that other than to be annoyed with you. Shakelli. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that's fair. No, that's, that's pretty close to actually how his last name is pronounced. Uh, 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 Peter Shikeli, uh, a.k.a. PDQ Bach, was a gentleman who did a very weird experimental uh, classical music that was supposed to be funny because it was weird and different than regular classical music. It was also, also often done with this custom organ that played weird sound effects instead of it's a very weird complicated guy. Released a ton of albums and it was a super fun interview. Kind of a brilliant dude. Dan Bacadal. Dan ba 
Holy shit, I swallowed You just his name. looked like you were about to cough or burp at the same time. <laughs> yeah. uh, Dan Bacadal is a great guest on Comedy on Vinyl, and he's one of those guys who uh, w- went so hard on his second episode by saying, no, I don't want to talk about myself. I want to make sure we talk about the track list. And I was like, oh, yeah, we do need to get around to that sometime on the show. So he kind of helped turn the show around in terms of uh, me sticking to the point of the show on Give, people's second episodes. Given that you were not provided enough time to speak about Mr. Bacadal himself, mm-hmm. if I were to inform you oh, no. that he is a prominent performer mm-hmm. on an HBO program mm-hmm. called Veep. Oh, no, I knew that. We talked about it last time. But you who do not have an home box office. Correct. Do I could not neither mind. confirm nor deny. Until I saw Alan Rickert's episodes of Veep, in which case Dan Bacadal was in at least one of those. You just prompted my next question. And Andy Daly. Andy Daly was in it. Paul Provenza. Great guest. Uh, he dropped the podcast name on Never Not Funny, and he's the reason I know Jimmy Pardo now. What the hell is this? Oh, Andre Duboucher. Andre Duboucher is a writer on Conan, performer on Conan. That was a super fun episode, uh, and I can't think of anything else to say because it's been probably six years since I interviewed him. Elon Musk. I thought you were going to say Elon Musk. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if you had interviewed him for the Comedy on Vinyl program uh-huh. and didn't remember it? Yeah, that would be very weird. Uh, Elon Mustai wrote, uh, oh my god, what is it called? I cannot remember. Right now he works on... <laughs> Fuck, he works on it. He's a Canadian author, uh, very well accomplished Canadian author who now writes on a TV show and is literally here in California now and might do the podcast again at some point. Great White North. That uh, he's he's the person who introduced me to the Great White North because I'd never heard it. It is the Bob and Doug McKenzie comedy album that is one of the best sketch comedy albums ever. That acknowledges it's a sketch comedy album. A lot of them did that at the time, but they're very it was very good. Hal Sparks. Hal Sparks was uh, like a weirdly a hero of mine in the 90s because I really loved Talk Soup. And he was on Talk Soup. Later went on to be in Queer as Folk and everything. Uh, then, annoyingly in so much better shape than I am, even though he's like 20 years my senior. Uh, the man's in ridiculous shape and I, I hate him for it. Brendan Small. Brendan Small of, uh, well, one of the voices on home movies, but also of Metalocalypse, etc. Went to his house, recorded there. Super fun episode. Talked about Let's Get Small. Dave Hill. Dave Hill. Also fun. Visited him. We also talked about Let's Get Small, I think. Uh, it's back when I stopped, didn't stop people from repeating podca- uh, albums. Dave Hill's super fun. Great guitarist also. Two great guitarists. John DiMaggio. Uh, you might know him as uh, Steve Ballmer in Pirates of Silicon Valley. You mean the TNT original movie mm-hmm. where they know drama uh-huh. about Correct. the rise of the personal computer and the competition yeah. between Steve Jobs of mm-hmm. Apple and Bill Gates of Microsoft. Right. It's it's the movie that I'd like to do a, a minute-by-minute podcast of with my friend Alex Salem, but it might be more <laughs> appropriate to do one single episode about it and just have a little fun talking about it because I love it. Well, we'll leave that to our listener audience sure to determine mm-hmm. you had john dimaggio on the show yes it's a great episode he left his ipad here i had to run did after you him. return it i did i had to run after him make sure he got it did you know that the entire plot of the highly anticipated sequel to good burger based on the novelization that was released by scholastic is entirely about kel mitchell's character trying to return the change from a transaction all around the world to a wealthy billionaire because he believes it's the right thing to do. Speaking of returning iPads to famous voiceover actors. Um, Well, number one, why would I know that? Number two, why would I know that? 
That does not answer my question of do you know that? I do not know that. That is all that I was looking for. Fair. And our third and final note for this evening. Yes. Unless, of course, you want to keep doing this for as long as you'd like to do this, because I don't mind. Mm-hmm. However, I ran out of previously uh, mm-hmm. previous uh, material. Give me the snack, then. <laughs> Paul's a loom. Ooh, Paul Zaloom. Uh He is a uh, Beekman from Beekman's World. I interviewed Beekman! him. Beekman. I interviewed him with my good friend <laughs> Alex Salem. <laughs> Welcome back. I'm David Strathairn. We were just talking about Paul's Jason's interview, along with my colleague Alex Salem, with esteemed puppeteer and performer Paul Zaloom. Yes whom is most famous in the role of Beekman on the television program Beekman's World. Correct. They spoke about the Lord Buckley album. Did. The bad rapping of the Marquis de Sade. Correct, yep. Sade or Sade, Sade or Sade, as you like it. Correct. Next card, please. (laughs) This is uh, Peter Atencio, director of Olive Key and Peel. Genius. Also, his uncle... He is a genius. His uncle is uh, was a gentleman named Exitensio, who was an Imagineer who worked on the Haunted Mansion, among other brilliant things. This is me meeting Andy Richter at Park Castathon. I met Andy Richter and made a... Uh, uh, what do you call it? Boop, boop, boop. Cabin Boy reference, and he liked it. He enjoyed my joke. Was Andy Richter in the film, Cabin Boy? Are you kidding me? This is how a harem I'm girl not. Dances. I'm David Strathairn. This is how a harem girl dances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like he's like his sidekick, kind of. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's great in it. Uh, let's see. No. No. <laughs> nah. Uh, what the hell is that? Let's just, we've already talked about this. Oh, um, you know what? Uh, do you, have you ever heard the podcast You Look Nice Today? I've heard of the podcast You Look Nice Today. But at the moment, I'm not remembering anything about it, nor have I ever once listened to it. It's an early podcast. It's brilliant. Uh, they own, the last time they did an episode was maybe six years ago. They occasionally will revisit and come back. Who uh, are they? They are, uh, a gentleman named Adam Lissagor, gentleman named, uh, Merlin Mann, and then there's also Scott Simpson, and they Skype, uh, and they're very funny. Adam Lissagor, very nice guy, did my movie Lords of Soaptown, and also helped me propose to my wife, uh, through a fake trailer for my movie. That was a lot of fun. Was he one of the lords of Soaptown? No. Nope. He's one of the You Look Nice Todays. And the last thing is that uh, my good friend Jimmy Burroughs, I can call him Jimmy because I've met him, uh, signed my Lego Cheers set. There you go. That's the last thing I'm going to address. Which I believe is right behind you. That's correct. Still working on it. Also working on a news radio one. Is that a Lego Cheers but populated by several different types of characters. Oh, yeah. As in sort of a pop-cultural Star Wars cantina. Very much so. Of uh, smorgasbord fondue. Mm -hmm. I am seeing a Native American chief. Well, to be fair, he's supposed to be the cigar store Indian they have in in Cheers. So, but he is. However, I do not believe Buzz Lightyear was ever referenced in Uh, the television show Cheers. Could be right. I'm probably right. Considering Cheers wrapped before the film Toy Story ever was released. That's true. Um, Sammy, well, he fell over. But However, yes, the show Cheers 
Mm. Prominently featured the actor John Ratzenberger, Fair, and whom he's a, after the show Cheers yeah. would only go on to be known as the guy mm-hmm. who's in pretty much every Pixar film. Yeah. So it is possible. I amend my previous statement. It's also in The Empire Strikes Back. Whom is, oh my goodness, is he one of those admirals or people who works on the Death Star? He's one of the rebels. He's he a really rebel. looks like one of those random admirals yeah. on, a, on a Star Destroyer. He does, he does, but no, he's one of the rebels. Which rebel? Cliff. Cliff the rebel. Oh, well, you know, I am. <laughs> I'd say go for the harpoons and tow cables. <laughs> I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but it uh, turns out uh, Darth Vader, uh, he actually can't breathe without that helmet on. You know, never tell me the ads. That's not my thing. <laughs> yes, he, he he was the original Han Solo. What if we uh we went um you can go into the asteroid field? <laughs> that was a lovely John Ratzenberger impression, Jason. Oh, Jason thank you. was doing you as well. all of the John Ratzenberger oh, I was impressions doing all of that. I'm sorry, in that, that previous segment. That was all me. Mm-hmm. I, David Strathairn, merely sat here. Sure. Is the laugh of the ridiculousness of the reference that she wrote down or the fact that you absolutely cannot decipher your own handwriting on that one? It's is, it is a mix. It's a mix. Mostly the fact that I'm looking at the cards and that seems rude now. <laughs> Why? Mm-hmm. You're, 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 you're welcome to keep going, but if but unless you're done. No, I'm you, done. You're done? Do you have more questions for me, David? No. Okay, I asked you all of the questions that I had for you. Can we see if my friend Alex Salem has any questions for me? <laughs> yes. <clears throat> Let me call him up. Ring, ring, ring. <laughs> Ring, ring, ring. I'm on a phone now. Doot, doot, doot. And then you can tell this voice is coming through a phone because it'll sound differently. Mm-hmm. Hello. Hey, David. Yes, Alex. It is I, <laughs> David Strathairn. Yeah, David. No, good to see you. Yeah, how you doing, man? Yeah, what's up, man? I'm here with actor, podcaster, author, mm. and filmmaker Jason Klum. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Jason. Jason's a friend of mine. I've known Jason for years. That's wonderful. We are here wrapping up a podcast interview. I have asked him all of the questions that I have, and he is curious if you have any further ones for him. Actually, that's really funny that you hit me up about this, because I actually do. I have one thing that I'm very curious about. Please. Oh, hey, 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 Alex, it's me. Hey, Jay, Jay, how you doing, man? I'm great. How are you? Great, great, yeah. No, um, the thing I was, I was curious... Did you know that Alex Borstein is also in the 2005 film Good Night and Good Luck? I'd forgotten that. That's great. She's right there, yeah. which is funny because she then goes on later to be in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which mm-hmm. is also like a 60s period piece Fair. kind of thing. Yeah. Except slightly earlier than that. Sure. But she like her character in that is very like rough around the edges, and mm-hmm. her character in Good Night and Good Luck is very prim and proper mm-hmm. for a crazy little contrast there. I've been talking to the props people from Marvelous Mrs. Maisel for a while to try and get them on the podcast on Comedy on Vinyl. That sounds dope. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. That'd be really cool. That that that's a, that fits. That's mm-hmm. a good fit. You should do that. Agreed. All right, I'm gonna give the phone back to David now. Okay, great. Thanks. Thank you, Alex. Goodbye. Do you guys want to have a conversation or? I have nothing further to say to him. I just want to make sure. See if you need to catch up. I didn't want to get in your way. He and I get coffee on Tuesdays. Oh. That's fantastic. We have nothing further to catch up on that we don't already know. Okay. How are you, Jason? Do you have oh. anything further to add? Or just, how are you before the second Oh, I'm part? doing well. I'm doing great. I'm doing wonderful. Do you have other ground you would like to cover? Or are you satisfied? Um, no, I'm fairly satisfied, I feel like. Jason? Mm-hmm? What our listeners most want to know? Sure. 
where can they find you and your work going forward? StolenDress.com. Twitter, at StolenDress, or at JKLAM, J-K-L-A-M-M. On Instagram, at StolenDress, or at JasonKlam, J-A-S-O-N-K-L-A-M-M. Hashtag the professional blur. Uh, oh, we should get Alex back on the phone so he, sh- he can tell us where we can find him. I'm afraid he's unavailable. Oh, do you want to tell them where yes, they can find you yes, and Alex? I would love to tell you. I, David Strathairn, this year appeared in the film Godzilla, King of the Monsters, <laughs> as Admiral William Stenz. I also provided the voice of Ralph Waldo Emerson in something called the Gettysburg Address. Of course. And as of four days ago, I just joined the cast of Guillermo del Toro's Nightmare Alley. Great. Congratulations on that. Break a leg. Thank you, Jason. Mm-hmm. It is an honor and a privilege to have sat here with you and to have you personally congratulate me on my recent addition mm-hmm. to the cast of Guillermo del Toro's Nightmare Alley. I think the reason you're the host of this is because we were both on the same episode of Monk, by the way, which I feel like I insulted earlier. Also, Jimmy Pardo's on that same episode, but I, I did want to just thank you for your great work on that episode of Monk. It Monk. was my pleasure, and Mr. I want to Monk thank you. Mr. Monk versus the Genius. I want to thank you Mr. for Monk your great work genius. on Mr. Monk versus the Genius. Or and the Genius. Yeah, also. I believe it was and. Also, Quicksilver's on that episode. The kid who ended up playing Quicksil- Quicksilver in the X Men movies. He's in it, in a small part. Mm. Yep, it's good. Normal speed, though. From all of us here at I'm David Strathairn. That would be Jason Klom and myself, David Strathairn. We would like to wish you good night and good luck. The song Spyglass is by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License. Creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0. Stolen Dress Entertainment. Hey, it's my turn. Ah! <laughs> <laughs>